This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Great to have you folks here today, and again, a great service ahead as, as we look at this idea, again, of, of family, and what does commitment to family actually look like? We've been looking at this idea that, that life so much is a journey between two separate mountains. And mountain one is sort of that first part of life, and, and we have certain values, certain things we want to have happen. Some of them do, some of them don't. But inevitably, we hit a lull, a wilderness time, where we start to look for what a second mountain could actually be. And the transition looks like this. Happiness, second mountain meaning, rights to responsibility, freedom to commitments, individuality to community, autonomy to connection, entertainment to moral joy. And a lot of that, folks, is, is how do we sort of, as, as we make that journey, like how do we find the commitments that, that get us there. And we've looked at four of them. And last, next week will be our last week. We've looked at the idea of, of the commitment around faith and vocation and family. And next week we look at the idea of community and how all that works. This idea, folks, of commitment, it's so important. Like it's, I said this to our, to our congregation a number of times. It's interesting with the idea of commitment, right? Think about the people who matter the most to you and the accomplishments you're most proud of. Take commitment out of that equation. And those two things probably don't happen. It's not like the world's most exciting topic, but it's incredibly important for us to understand how commitment can work in our life and what it can look like and how can it move forward. We're starting with that, folks. It's, it's, I want to just, I want to just calm everyone right now. Are all families crazy? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Can we say that one more time? Yes. yes. So just, just if you're the one person here who thinks like, nobody else's family's like mine, you're wrong. They're all crazy. They're all wacky in their own way. That's, that's just, that's just how life works. And, and you go through this crazy, 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 crazy. And then you have these little moments that are so dear as a parent, you don't want to make too much of them. And it's like last night we went out to barbecue with, with a couple of our kids and my, my one daughter's like, she's a junior in high school and she said, you know, and I, and uh, dad, you know, I, I called my brother in, uh, he's a, he's down at Temple. I called my brother for ask, to ask him for help on an essay. I'm like, oh, that is so precious. Dear Lord, don't let me overreact. Don't let me give them money to do that again. Just like, just that, that preciousness of that, right? I didn't even know she had his cell phone number. And, and here they are doing that. Like, those are those little blessings. And that's why this service, we looked at it this way. The mess and the blessing of family. And that, folks, includes families in all kinds of shapes and sizes. Families are all kinds of different ways. All kinds. Some are biological. Some aren't. Some are blended. Some aren't. Some are single parents. Some are this parent, that parent. All kinds of different ways. But I want you to rest assured, yes or no, are all families a mess? Are all families blessed? Yes. yes. Welcome to the sermon. You can go home now. That's, there we go. You know, that's really what we're going to talk about today is looking at that. Now, it's interesting when you look at Jesus and his life in the new church, we believe this. We believe Jesus kind of was doing it at this level, but, but it sort of mirrors our journey on this life. So it's easy to think, well, you know, probably the one person who had a perfect life was Jesus. Well, let me dispel you of that notion this morning. 
It's interesting with Jesus, there's a beautiful passage here, and it's, it's in Matt, excuse me, it's in Mark, and Jesus, all of a sudden, all these people are following him, right? And that's where we get to this line. He's starting to be followed by a lot of people. When his family heard about this, and he was the oldest in the family, when his family heard about this, in other words, all these people following him, they went to take charge of him, for they said, now, if you notice, there are five words there. I want you to take 15 seconds and see, just chat with somebody by you. Can you guess what those five words were? Go ahead. Give it a try. See if you can come up with it. All right, I, I hear people giggling, so there's some good, probably entirely inappropriate answers out there. All right, you guys, you guys ready? Here's, here's what it was said. He is out of his mind. Is that good or what? You know, like, if people say the Bible doesn't have humor, let me tell you, if you don't find humor in the Bible, you're missing it. That is so good. Like, he's out of his mind. He's, people are, get a load of this. People were following him. He's out of his mind. You gotta love that. And, and that's, it tells you that his family was not exactly the most functional family of all time. Now we do know that in the Bible, he had a particularly close connection to one, to one person, to one of his brothers, his brother James. And we look at this picture here, James, we knew they had grown up together. James went on to write, and I just love this line, and, and I'd ask you to, to listen to this from, this is from a, the letter from James. And just listen to what James wrote. And I'm thinking, yeah, his big brother probably taught him these things. A good big brother. Who is wise and understanding among you, let him show it by his good life. By deeds, this is such good stuff. By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. If you harbor bitter envy or selfish ambitions in your hearts, and do not, do not boast about it or deny the truth, such wisdom does not come from heaven. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and, and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace, raise a harvest of righteousness. That, that's, that's a beautiful piece there. And obviously, like, that had been something that James had learned, and he had learned in his family. He learned with this connection with Jesus. We also know that Jesus took very seriously his responsibilities as, as, a, as an oldest brother. There's a beautiful part of the Easter story most people don't get. Jesus at the crucifixion looks down at Mary, looks at John, and says, Behold, this is your mother. Mother, behold, this is your son. Because was the, the concept was the oldest always took care of mom. The oldest always took care of mom. So here's Jesus making sure his mother was even taken care of. These are very real, these are very real things. And I think they talk to, you know, this idea of how significant family is. You know, in all its mess and it's all its blessing, like it, it's both and, and we need to find our way towards commitment around that. Now, this commitment, it's important to understand this. In this era of hyper-individualism, we often hand people an empty box of freedom, forgetting what they are often, often looking for is direction. I love that idea, because I think so much of, of real, real good family commitments, yes, they, they give us freedom. Like, doesn't it feel great to let sort of, not that I say this anymore, but to let your hair down, you know, when, when you're with family. Like, you can just be you. 
right? Goofy, silly you. But good families, it's not just about the freedom. It's also about the direction, that they help to point you in a certain way that makes a big difference. Because if it was just about freedom, freedom is just this, pure freedom, the big swim to nowhere, as David Brooks would call it. If it's just about freedom, just about doing your own thing, well, mess. Families need to be clear about where they're pointing to. And what does that mean? Because family, like community, it's a community stretched across time. Now, as the next group of singers comes up, as they come up for the middle song, I want you to think about that idea of community. You guys can come on up. That idea of community stretched across time. Like, how does that really look to take community, to take family, and to see it as that stretch, to see it as that moving forward over time? and what those commitments make, and what we can learn from those commitments. Because it's a beautiful piece where we come to see direction in a brand new way. That idea, folks, again, of of trying to find in our families both both that idea of freedom and direction. It's, It's interesting, like, looking at how freedom and direction go together. New Church, we have a really simple idea, and it's a little complicated to hold, but it makes a lot of sense, that actually freedom and compulsion are one and the same. Think about that for a minute. Freedom and compulsion are one and the same. So when we compel ourselves to do certain things, it really matters. Now, can I talk to all the kids for a second? Kids, please listen very carefully to what what I'm going to say here. It matters so much when you take care of other family members. Could I get a big amen from all the parents in the audience? You, You have no idea. You have no idea how much it means when you take care of each other. It may be cousins you're taking care of, that may be friends you're taking care of, that, that may be family you're taking care of. It matters so much to the parents in here. And that's where freedom and compulsion come together, right? We compel ourselves, we make ourselves do it. That's also known as commitment. When we commit, we find a certain kind of freedom that's, that's just so incredibly beautiful and so incredibly important. See, I think so much is remembering this about freedom. It turns out that freedom is not the ocean you want to spend your life in. Freedom is a river you want to cross so you can plant yourself firmly on the other side. Committing fully to something beyond self. I love that idea that that's where we're trying to go. We're trying to go to something that's actually beyond freedom, this, this, place, of, this place of deep commitments. Because that really matters. Kids, I want you to watch this too. How many of us have a totally goofy sibling? Right? We all have like a goofy sibling out there, right? But that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is that even there, we get a chance to commit and connect and to make make a difference with each other. Like even in that goofiness, we get to have that connection with other people, which makes such a big difference. Now, again, with all this, we get to see family as a mirror. We get to see the positive side of it, the blessings. We get to see the negative side of it. We get to see the mess. But it's that unconditional love that kind of holds us there. And that's what we're trying to learn. We're trying to learn that deep commitment to what unconditional love can actually be. And I think about this idea. What are the questions we can ask, the the postures we can take that speak to both freedom and direction, the kind of give both together. 
really thinking about that. Yeah, in our families, like how do I want freedom and direction to come together in our families? This is something we do all the time here at New Church Life, but I'm just going to do it because I feel the Spirit telling me to do it. All right? So get your hands out. All right? There's what we fight about. There's what we fight for. Which one of those two is more important, folks? What we fight for. And that's where we try to become clear about what are those commitments and and how do those really move us forward? Because, Because, folks, it's like, if we, if we, I'll say it in the negative, even though I don't want to, but if we can't learn unconditional love in our families, it's awfully hard to learn it somewhere else. And it doesn't mean that there aren't family situations that are so hard that we need to take a break or have space. Like, obviously that's true. But that idea of God saying like, yeah, and here's this commitment. You know, we're going to live into the commitment as best we can. A commitment that gives us both freedom and direction. I want to just share with you just a couple of examples of it. I've used this picture in church before, but I just love this picture. Now, some of you know what that picture is, and some of you don't. So that picture is of a graveyard in Europe. You have Catholic husband on the right. You have Protestant wife on the on the left. Is that good or what? You know, can can you see the preciousness in that? Right? It's, it's, it's beautiful. And, and I think, boy, you could build a whole story around what their marriage and their commitment was like to have built a graveyard like that. That kind of thing matters deeply. And it gets back to this idea of, of yeah, there's a certain freedom and a certain direction. There's a, there's a real core understanding of what we're for as a couple. And their graveyard, that graveyard's been a testimony to people for, for decades. As we look at that, folks, I want to talk about this, and I'm going to show you a few more pictures. How do we do this? How do we get this idea of my family leaving ripples out to understand the family? Now, I'm not talking about saying my family is not important. Family is super critical. But it's that idea that family is is this sort of this core circle. What we always need to do is transcend and include all those layers. So yeah, it starts here, and then I want to create a new family. And those circles, we want those circles to just keep on expanding outward. That's so much the core of what we try to do here in the new church, because because that's we call that degrees of the neighbor, and it's that idea that those degrees, we have to keep on building them outward. That's why we do things like Ronald McDonald House, because if you go to a place like that, What you find there is family. But we have to have the commitment to do that. And that commitment, again, freedom and commitment and dedication and compulsion, all coming together in amazingly beautiful ways. And it's not just folks like, I I wanted, you know, when I was thinking about it this morning, this is so tough to like get the right words around. It's, it's not just that, that I'm going to go to other places and try to expand the circle so that I can share my view of what family is with other people. That I'm kind of at the top of the pyramid. It's so that I can learn about family and how family really works for them. What does that actually look like? I think that's a commitment that God blesses. 
So we get to see that commitment with this next picture. This is Jack with his family. His dad passed last week. Like, just that, that feeling of what that commitment looks like. Like our basic family. We're going to be committed to our basic family in, in times that are blessed and in times that are broken. And then we're going to allow that commitment to expand out. Expand out to our church family. This is us at Bertucci's, by the way. You know, expand out to a, to a new form of community. Now, folks, when you expand it into that new form of community, is it going to feel awkward for about 20 minutes? Yes or no? Yes, of course it's going to feel awkward for 20 minutes. But don't let that stop you. Because that's the commitment into the next layer of family. And then an even greater layer into that next layer, which is the family of man. That family of man, that beautiful, wider connection, incredibly powerful, incredibly blessed, incredibly, you know, just, just folks, like, like New Church, we believe variety is perfection. Like, look at that picture and think variety is perfection. Granted, you got the queen in the background there with the painting. <laughs> but you, you got to love that. You got to love that. That's what we're talking about here. That's that freedom. That's that place where we learned, as is said in the book, Secrets of Heaven, the church, which is where it gets at its widest, exists in people who love God, love the neighbor as themselves, have a conscience, and listen to this, and oppose hate. And oppose hate. A commitment to love God, love other people, and oppose hate. That's how the world starts to change. And then we can start to learn maybe what the most important commitment is. And this is true of our families in the smallest sense and in the largest sense. It's this idea. Walk with me. That's so important. You know, that core commitment of family, regardless of how family is going, regardless of the, of the challenges, I imagine all of us, I think, probably have someone in our mind right now that we're thinking, yep, I need to do a better job walking with them. And however that looks. Now, can I, we do a little audience participation here? All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come around with the, with the mic. We're just going to get a couple of people to close the service, and then we're going to go into our baptism. I just want you to hear, and I want you to hear this, both as nuclear family speaking, and I want you to hear it as well, not just nuclear family speaking, but I want you to hear it as well as the family of man. Hear it as God's call, saying, yep, there's my family, but I need you to take care of the family. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to just complete the statement, walk with me when, da-da-da, and just a, just a single word or phrase, walk with me when I'm sad, or whatever you want to fill in. We're going to get like five or six people to do that. So if you're interested in getting on the microphone and doing that, I'll be around. Please just raise your hand. All right, walk with me when. Walk with me when I'm sad and lonely. When I'm sad and lonely. What's another one? Walk with me when I'm feeling insecure. Thanks, Bob. 
Walk with me when I'm depressed. Walk with me when I'm depressed. Let's get some other folks. Beautiful. Thank you, guys. Walk with me when. Walk with me when I doubt. Walk with me when I doubt. That's beautiful. Walk with me when I want to be myself. Walk with me when I want to be myself. Walk with me when I go to a different church service than usual. <laughs> Excellent. With my favorite cousin. Walk with me always. Walk with me always. Whew, I don't know what you got. beautiful. Walk with me when I don't know the way. Oh, walk with me when I don't know the way. Folks, could you hear God's voice there? It's beautiful. Could you hear God's voice there? That's what God is asking you. That's the commitment. Whether it's around doubt, whether it's around always, whether it's around when I don't know the way, regardless, like that's what the commitment is. That's what the call is. Don't just listen to those words. Inhabit those words. Allow those words to be that commitment that moves you from the idea of my family. Expanding out to the family. The family of God. So please join me in a prayer. So Lord, thank you for your commitment here among us to be with us. Thank you, Lord, as well for the commitment that we know is family. Remembering, Lord, that families both have parts that are messy and parts that are blessed. And Lord, in some way, allow us to hold those two together. And in holding those two together, allow us to exercise that out into the world with our commitments. Where we're able to hold the world those ways as well. To be able to learn your ways of unconditional love. To be able to learn your ways of sacrifice. To be able to learn your ways of deep commitment. Lord, be with these people. Be with this beautiful family. Be with us all on the week ahead. In your name, this Sunday we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.